This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. In a surprise development last night, FCA yanked its proposed deal to merge with Renault off the table. FCA blamed the French government for the collapse, and so did Renault. The French government wanted to delay any decision because it wanted Nissan to vote in favor of the merger. Instead, Nissan was going to abstain, so the government wanted more time. Or <laughs> at least that's what the story is. No doubt we're going to learn more details. There's no question that Renault wanted the deal to go through. And no wonder, it was a sweet deal for Renault. FCA sells a million more vehicles than Renault. It earns almost twice as much revenue, makes more than double the operating profit, and has a market cap almost 25% larger. Yet FCA was willing to go 50-50 on the merger. Who knows if the deal is dead, but Renault knows that a sweet deal just slipped right through its fingers. Meanwhile, there's more news at FCA. Reed Bigland, the head of sales for FCA North America, just filed a whistleblower lawsuit against his employer. A couple of years ago, FCA was accused of faking some of its sales reports. It was sued by one of its dealers, and the U.S. Justice Department launched an investigation. The Detroit News reports that Bigland cooperated with the feds and that FCA retaliated against him for cooperating by withholding $1.8 million in compensation. In fact, FCA is reportedly using that compensation to pay fines to the Justice Department. What an ugly situation, and we gotta believe this is not going to end well for anybody. Sales of electric cars in the U.S. market are up 68% so far this year compared to 2018 based on numbers from Wards. But compared to April, sales in May fell by more than 12%. Most of the credit for the year-over-year -year increase goes to Tesla, and so does the month-over-month -month drop. A year ago, Tesla still wasn't making its production goal of assembling 5,000 Model 3s a week, so we're still comparing sales this year to a relatively weak number from last year, which accounts for the strong percentage increase. Tesla reached its production goal last July, so we're probably going to see the rate of increase in EV sales start to slow down then. In the last year, we've also seen three new EVs enter the market, the Hyundai Kona, Jaguar I-Pace, and Audi e-tron. And the e-tron is the clear winner so far, by far. Audi sold 1,109 of them, compared to 1,073 for the I-Pace and 452 for the Kona, even though the e-tron has only been on sale for the last two months. Last month alone, it outsold the Jag nearly 4 to 1 and the Kona by 6 to 1. But we should note that the Audi and Jaguar are sold nationwide, while the Hyundai is only sold in the Zev states. There's a lot of vehicles that come through the Autoline garage, and here's Sean with one of our latest test vehicles. You know, if you ask the average person, I bet they're going to say a Land Rover is a pretty nice vehicle, pretty luxurious. But does our tester Discovery live up to its nearly $80,000 price tag? If you had asked me that question like the day I got into this vehicle, I would have said, no way. I just don't like it. 
I thought the engine's a little underwhelming. It's a V6 supercharged with about 330 horsepower. The seats, they felt soft at first to me. I didn't really like it. Uh, the steering wheel design, I know that's super nitpicky, but the steering wheel design, I, I just don't like it. But the more I've driven it, the more it's kind of grown on me a bit. Uh, the seats, while they do seem hard to me at first, uh, I feel like over time they would break in and they have very good thigh support. Uh, if you're going overlanding or whatever, I think that would be great. Uh, and uh, other little things that have kind of grown on me. Uh, the rear hatch opens way high. I'm 6'4". I barely have to duck for the thing, so it's really nice to not have to worry about smashing my head on something. And then another little thing that uh, I really like, the cup holders. Underneath of the cup holder tray is like a hidden compartment. I don't know, I just love hidden compartments. And there's even a hidden compartment, uh, maybe not completely hidden, it has an open button by it, but a hidden compartment behind the HVAC controls as well. So while at first I thought 80 grand was way, way, way too much for this vehicle, but over time it started to grow on me. Recently, we asked you to leave a voice message with your opinions on whether NHTSA should allow General Motors to operate a fleet of self-driving cars without a steering wheel or pedals. Not surprisingly, we got a lot of mixed responses. But first, we're going to give the floor to those of you who think the regulators would be nuts to allow for this. Uh, nuts? Yeah, probably much so. Uh, the one thing I will say is that uh, you won't catch me in one of these vehicles. Nope, and necessary for development? I don't see why. Don't you need a fail-safe? Makes sense to me. I think that it would be good if uh, only if they used it in a test track that was closed to the public for development purposes only. I would not want to see one of those on the highway where the public uh, could be at risk. I say it's stupid to have an electric car with a, without a steering wheel. There's always someone behind the wheel to at least take over because, I mean, our computers do fail. So there should be a pedal or a steering wheel for the driver who can take over if the car was to malfunction any other way. And then there's the other side of the argument. Because self-driving cars are definitely going to save thousands of lives. And so... We need to start making those steps that we need to to make progress. The market is progressing towards it, and sooner or later, it's going to happen. There should be thought about how we can mitigate the risk with a safety driver, but they really should let us move forward with this. Thanks so much for your responses and sharing your opinions with us. I kind of like the way this is going. I think we're going to do more of it. But quick, before we go, we got a great auto line after hours coming up this afternoon. Gary Vaslash and I visited the SAE General Motors Auto Drive Challenge, wherein eight universities from the U.S. and Canada were given Chevrolet Bolt EVs and told to turn them into autonomous vehicles. It's really all about developing a pipeline of young engineers to work on autonomous technology. I think you're going to find this a very interesting show, so tune in at 3 p.m. this afternoon on our website.
or our YouTube channel. But that's it for today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.